My name is Ray, and I can't sleep. It's either her or me! Hey, Blaze, with all the terrible things you've done, did the lizards ever make you eat your own kind? Stop stalling and choose! Because I've been thinking about a taste test. Stop, you maniac! No! Sleep, but you did just miss me heroically save your life. But that's okay. What happened? I discovered the best way to extinguish a blaze is with a massive reptilian human orgy. Oh, and I've got Lynn now. Let's get out of here. Looks like all the goods come run. Yeah, but this place is coming down fast. We gotta get out of here. A ride? Ian? Oh man, am I glad to see you. Oh, same here. In you go, Len. Did Pete make it out of there? Yeah, he was leading an entire mob of homeless people out of the observatory just before you guys. He was like a hobo Moses. Good. I can't believe you guys found me. I told you when there's nothing left to believe in, believe, believe in, in synth. There's her apartment, right over there. She's still unconscious? Yeah. Probably for the best. All right, I'm gonna take her inside. Hopefully when she wakes up, this will all seem like a horrible dream. When do we get to wake up from it? I'm sorry you lost your evidence, mate. We still have all the audio. You know as well as I do that seeing is believing. Hearing a bunch of weird noises isn't gonna be enough to convince anyone that reptilians control the mass media of the USA. You made the right choice. I know I did. When is that? Oh. Who are you? Oh, um, my name's Ray. Lynn and I were out on a date I and- I don't really care. Just have your way with her and be done. Hey, I'm not here to- You know, Lynn never mentioned she had a roommate. That's because we hate each other. I'm kind of surprised she's even into guys. Even if you did slip something into her drink. Hey, I didn't drug her. Jesus. Where's her room? Right over there, Casanova. <sighs> See you, Lynn.
Well, nice meeting you. You know what would be hilarious? If we totally fucked, how bad would that piss off Lynn? Look, Miss... Shania. Shania. I've had a rough two days if and I... If you're having trouble getting it up, we could watch some porn. This is Lynn's computer. I can't really find any good stuff on here. Just some guy's junk and some clip from a low-budget sci-fi movie. But who would get off on that? Oh, wait a minute. This is Lynn's computer? Yeah. She keeps it out here because her room is too small. Let me see the clip. The guy's junk or the weird bug guy? Uh, the weird bug guy. Takes all kinds, I guess. Oh my holy shit, I can't believe it! What? What is it? I need a copy of this right now. Okay, but I'm not dressing up like this or anything. So did you have sex with her roommate? Of course not. Well, maybe later, but come on, man. Focus on the clip. Is this what I think it is? Yes. It's the footage I filmed on set when I first discovered these slimy fucks even existed. Lynn must have had her phone set up on the cloud. So we have proof. Actual visual evidence. Ian, my boy, I think we do. I've already sent it to both of you. I'm sending a copy to Mr. Lizard, too. Why? In case he tries to come after us, he needs to know that we know. Agreed. All right, fellas, this is my stop. Rex, what are you going to do now? Well, since I found out my paper is in line with the reptilians, maybe I'll strike out on my own and check out this internet the kids keep talking about. Maybe you could do a podcast. <laughs> maybe. See you in the funny papers. Your phone's been ringing all morning. Is it a telemarketer? That's usually who it is. Tell him to get a real job. It's Mr. Lizard. Are you serious? What the hell does he want? Only one way to find out. I'm already recording. <sighs> Give me that. What do you want? Did you do something to Lynn? Because if you did... I'd like to take a meeting. You name the place. Why should I meet with you? I'd like to discuss your future. My future? How about your future? We have the video, and if you do anything to me or my friends... Yes, yes, you'll release it, and that's precisely what I don't want. So, meet with me. Any way you want. No tricks, I assure you. It'll be worth your while. <sighs> Fine. Santa Monica Pier. 1 p.m. And if you so much as breathe the wrong way... You'll release the video. <laughs> See you there. You're actually going? Hell yeah. He can't do anything to us. If anything, I'll get a chance to rub it in his scaly green face. Oh, probably a free lunch. You are a petty, petty man. Now get out of here. I need to stare at the void uninterrupted. This is my living room. something everyone wants, you can show up whenever the hell you want. True. So what's this all about? 
straight to business so fast. <laughs> Can't we just enjoy the majesty of the sea? I didn't pick the pier so you and I could work on our tans. I remember when we first came here. <laughs> the land was so empty, so pure. Just letting you know I'm recording this. It doesn't matter. Why? I'm planning on doing the old I'm going to resign routine that every CEO does when things go south. No, I won't be doing that. We have the video. And then there's all the audio on the podcast. People are already talking. They are. And that's okay. It is. Do you know what the two major exports of this country are? I'd say, like, uh, death by bombs, uh, a.k.a. the military. And, I don't know, like, corn or something. Right on the former, wrong on the latter. It's entertainment. More specifically, movies. Okay. Stories. Stories that we use to mold perception. Okay, um, why are you telling me this? Because you, too, are in possession of a story, Raymond. A piece of entertainment. But my podcast isn't a story. It's real life. Don't call me Raymond. It's Ray. Yes, uh, but once we're done here today, (laughs) no one will believe that it's real life. And why the fuck not? Because once something is written down, it ceases to be reality. And once true events get a movie made of them, well, forget about it. Reality and fantasy blur together in a beautiful haze, and nobody knows what's real anymore. I still don't see what this has to do with me. Are you familiar with The Stargate? Wasn't it that forgettable TV show that starred MacGyver? I was referring to the forgettable film starring Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's coming back to me. But there's a theory going around that the entire Iraq war was started because the U.S. government found out Saddam had a real working Stargate. What? Get out of here. Oh, it gets better. In order to squash any truth to the rumor, it said that the U.S. government contacted Hollywood and had an entire movie made just to throw people off the scent. Oh, so if someone started talking about the actual Stargate, People would say, shut up, stupid, that's just a movie. Now you're getting it. <laughs> and that's just one example. It's, it's all about the perception, the shifting the narrative. Well, this has all been very interesting, but I think I'll be going. What do you want, Ray? Aside from this meeting to end and a free lunch, I want answers. To which question? Why can't I sleep? You haven't figured it out yet. Obviously not. You are the result of decades of gene manipulation from our cross-breeding program. You don't need to sleep anymore. Are you saying my mom or dad fucked one of you guys? Oh, no, there are other ways. We've manipulated the food, the water. It doesn't always have to be intercourse. So, my so-called sleep paralysis, the shadowy dragon man, that was you guys this whole time, wasn't it? It's true. Part of the way we keep ourselves hidden from you humans is by operating on you via the dreamscape. Is that how you found out about me? No. Many humans wake up during our experiments and dismiss it as sleep paralysis. We simply stop our operations at that point. No, it wasn't until you showed up on that AM radio talk show. Now that's when you showed up on our radar. Well, that's the last time I ever go on AM radio. Back at the studio. Why not just grab me then? I didn't know who you were. You might have been able to see my true form, but 
to me, you were just another extra. So the whole thing with the camera, you weren't just showing yourself to me to make me feel scared or something? <laughs> Some newer cameras have the ability to film us in our true form. Many of them have already been recalled and reprogrammed. You humans are finally catching up to us with your technology, but you're not quite there yet. And what's the deal with that? factory and all those homeless people, where do they fit in? Well, they're our food source. We only feed every decade or so. If we don't, we'll die. God, that's ghoulish. You should be helping them, not eating them. Would you help a cow or a piece of sushi? Ah, so they're just food to you. As you humans say, it's just our nature. Is it in your nature to let people like me and my friends go on with our lives knowing what we now know? Most of the time, no. All of you would have had accidents or be discredited like your friend, Pete. But you are a special case, Ray. You know, my teachers used to say I was special. You are one of a kind, and it's unknown if there will ever be another like you anytime soon. You mean a guy with the ability to send you freaks back home? Exactly. So I can't kill you. But at the same time, I can't have you and your chums disrupting the already thin line of order we've created all these years, and so I'm going with option C. What's option C? A contract. You want me to work for you? Yes, you and your friends, family, anyone you want. What's the catch? You're getting the full Stargate treatment. Okay. Lay that out for me nice and slow, but not slow enough to where I lose interest. So first, we have to sow doubt into anyone who may have stumbled upon your podcast. How do we do that? We've been posting episodes for months. We already have thousands of downloads. Oh, it's simple. How do people know when the movie's over? Um, when the credits roll? Exactly! So, we're going to make your real-life audio diary into an audio drama. And on the final episode, you're going to roll the credits. What's an audio drama? It was a popular form of entertainment back in the 40s, before television came along. Are you not familiar with The Shadow or War of the Worlds? <laughs> yeah, they're movies, and they all suck. I don't know how else to explain it. Imagine those movies with only sound and no picture. Okay, I'm getting it. But look, we're real people, not a bunch of out-of-work voice actors. You make up real fake names. So like the part of Ray was played by Punch Uppercut? I hope you can come up with better names than that, but yes, that's the gist. Also, you want to make a website, post headshots for all your voice actors just to drive the point home even further. Okay, but what do I get for doing all this? I'm the one with the leverage here. What do I get from working for you? Open your contract. Hmm. Executive producer? Yep. Showrunner? Holy shit. I haven't seen this many zeros since my trip to Skid Row. How do you feel about audio dramas now? A little better, I guess. But what about the video? I'm not the least bit worried about it. Oh, you're not? Assuming we have a deal, you may keep it. You'd be foolish to make it go public because it would mean the end of the studio as well as your new project, and thus you'd be back to being a broke nobody again. I don't know. This is a lot to take in. I mean, I'd essentially be joining your evil organization. <laughs> We're no more or less evil than any other corporation dominating the globe these days. Many of them aren't even run by reptilians. But you eat homeless people. Would it make you feel better if the studio made a donation to a homeless group? Yes. 
Yes, it fucking would. Everyone needs help these days, especially if it means escaping your human hot dog factory. Done. I will write it into your contract. Do we have a deal? I guess. One last question. What is my project? It's right there on the bottom of page one. Sorry, I'm a slow reader. What? No way. Are you serious? I told you, you're getting the full Stargate treatment. you for coming. The sides are right here in front of you. Just take a moment to familiarize yourself with the lines and whenever you're ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> I'd like to tell you about this guy I met. I saw him on the bus. He was sleeping, or so it seemed. His toned chest rose with every breath, and I couldn't help but be captivated by his rugged yet masculine appearance. I wanted him immediately. We were meant to be together like the Genesis and the Sega CD. And I knew that he would be the father of my children. Wow, <laughs> nice job. Really? I wasn't sure about the tone. Is this a comedy? That was the best I have seen all day. Let me talk to the director. Miss Lynn, that was good. Now do it again, topless. Excuse me? Read the sides. <laughs> topless. Thanks, but this isn't the project for me. Miss Lynn? Lynn, wait. Lynn, 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 wait, wait, hold on. Ray? Hold on. What the hell are you doing here? Is this some kind of ploy to look at naked women? No, wait. This is a real studio and you couldn't... I... Please, tell me what's going on here. Close the door, and I'll tell you. Have a seat, please. I recognize that voice. Ian, I presume? But I worked so hard on that. Nice to meet you, Lynn. We'll see. I'll decide after you tell me what's going on. What's going on is the studio bought the podcast. What? You just auditioned for Ray Can't Sleep, the TV show. Bullshit. Oh, I'm not done yet. Not only did you audition, but you also got the part of yourself. Ray, if this is another joke or gag for your podcast, I will slice you up with a goddamn katana. No joke. Ian, go tell the other actresses to go home. We found our Lynn. Sure. Ladies, thank you for coming. Ray, how is all this possible? 
don't worry about the how. It's all about who you know, right? And you know me, and I owe you big time. And I wanna say first, thank you. Thank you for helping me back on the bus. And second, I'm sorry if I inadvertently made your life living hell every time we happen to run into each other. Wow, you are something else. An apology and a role in a TV show? Well, streaming most likely. We're in talks. So will you accept it, both the apology and the role? So that's it? You're offering me a role and you don't want anything in return? No dates, no handjobs, no blowjobs, no sexual acts of any kind? The only job I want you to perform is a good one. And, um, those sides I read. Ah, that's just a joke to mess with you. We've got some really great talent in the writer's room. Well, I don't know. You're not going to start screaming again about lizard people in the middle of a take, are you? Absolutely not. I'm done trying to expose the reptilians. For now. So what do you say? A handshake? I appreciate the professionalism, but I think we need to hug this one out. Sure. I'll take that as a yes. Hey, now that you're a big-time producer, you can finally afford to deal with your sleep problem. I think I already have. Personal note, after everything I went through, I still haven't been able to sleep. But I guess I don't need to anymore. The extra hours help me deal with all the work and stress of running an entire TV show. As you probably heard, Ian is working with casting. Rex is helping out with some positive write-ups on his new website. And Lynn, well, she's our leading lady, or lead actress, you know, I want to be politically correct here. With the money the studio is paying, I bought a small house in the valley near Ian, and I even leased a Tesla. So everybody wins. For the first time in a while, I have stability and a purpose. But I still feel like something is missing, or like maybe I made the wrong choice? Pete sure thinks so. When I told him what happened, he freaked out, called me a traitor. I recorded our conversation, but he demanded that I not play it and said I was no better than all the other reptilian sellouts. <sighs> I even offered him a job, but he told me never to contact him again. Is he right? Am I a sellout? Should I have blown the lid off the longest running conspiracy of all time? What would that have done for me and my friends? I'd probably be dead crushed to death in that massive human reptilian orgy like that douchebag Blaze or ground up like all those hobos in the hot dog factory. <sighs> I asked Mr. Lizard more questions about the reptilians. He just kept tapping his pen on that contract until I signed, which I did. Lynn asked me if all that stuff with the reptilian orgy in Griffith Observatory was real, if I had in fact saved her from going on a one-way trip to Tentacle Town. <sighs> well, to her, and anyone who questions the legitimacy of this podcast, I, me, Ray, of the Ray Can't Sleep podcast, have prepared this statement of my own free will. The podcast, Ray Can't Sleep, is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of my imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. <sighs> well, having read that, I feel a little weird, <sighs> but I just have to keep moving forward, another cog in the reptilian machine, and live my life the best way I can. Besides, it's easier to do damage from the inside of the system than from the outside. Reptilians may try to control us with subliminal messages in our media. 
Well, what do I have to say to that? Two can play that game. Stop talking into that thing and let's get Cynthia. Yeah, sounding pretty good. We just need some low end. Let's do it in one, two, three, four. Sleep includes Jordan Cornwell as Ian, Lindsay Neiman as Lynn, Stephen Wishoff as Dr. Timothy Sanderson, Vlad, Mapmaker, Mr. Lizard, Robert Dunn played Blaze and reporter Max Lazar, Kirsten Porter played the operator, the actress, and Shania, Ian Pabito was Jerry, Uber Driver 2, and not Spider-Man, Dirk Ellis played Larry, Uber Driver 3, and actor, Ra Hanna played Darren, street rapper, cop, security guard, and server. Cody Murray played Rex Remington. Teresa K. Richardson played Barb, script supervisor, lady in audience, Ian's mom. Eric DePriester played Uber Driver 1, director, and Leslie slash not Superman. Chandra Bond was female fan and Nikki. Dave Carter was Pete. Oliver Boone played Jack Poundham. Tim Mathis played David Alexander. And yours truly, Stephen Honeycutt played Ray, the AD, Terry Shoe Fetish Gambino, Man, a Little Boy, Bartender, and Parking Guard. Ray Can't Sleep was written, directed, and edited by Stephen Honeycutt. Many sound effects provided by freesound.org and zapsplat.com. Attributions can be found on the Ray Can't Sleep website at raycantsleep.com. Music was composed by Stephen Honeycutt. Additional compositions provided by Justin Bahamut, Mark Hernandez, and Andy King of Jupiter 8. Night on the Docks was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. I'd like to dedicate Ray Can't Sleep to my wife, Sandy, and my son, Blade, who was born during the production of this audio drama. Ray Can't Sleep is copyright Reptilian Media 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Stay woke.